So, uh, cheers to the inaugural Poke the Bear podcast. It's uh, me, B, and uh, DB. That is correct. Uh, yep. Drinking some horse soldiers in uh, old DB's beautiful home. It's so, a uh, fitting drink, I guess. Yeah, it's a fitting drink. Like we, I'm sure we'll get into it after we do the intros, but um, it is a fitting drink for what's going on in the world and our, our two experiences and what we spend most of our adult life doing, I think. Mm-hmm. So, but um, quick uh, background on myself. Grew up in the uh, southeastern part of the country, uh, about an hour north of Atlanta. Um, spent my whole adolescence there until I was about 19. Uh, grew up playing sports, football, soccer, baseball, mostly football. And then was going to go try to do the college thing. Didn't really work out because lack of motivation. So I uh, ended up joining the military, which is where I've spent the rest of my uh, adult life uh, in the service. So active duty military, both of us are active duty. So most of the stuff we talk about or nothing we would talk about will involve current U.S. policy or anything that would uh, get us in trouble. All of our opinions are our own. So just get that out of the way way for the first um, disclaimer, if you will. Don't want to get in trouble on the back side of this. That's the most important part right now. Yeah, disclaimer out that uh, all of our opinions are our own. We're not um, sitting here Monday morning quarterbacking any decisions from Vermont High. This is a fun way for us to... uh, bullshit with ourselves and other friends stuff like that and then just talk about what's going on and then do whatever but so that's pretty much it about me and then also a real quick synopsis of what the podcast is going to be like so just us talk about the world events or cultural stuff just having a having a fun with it joking about it and then we can record this pretty much ever because we're using the anchor app so it'll be fun. Over to you. Uh, another disclaimer. Uh, part of the reason why you joined the military. Let's not forget mm. that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, that yeah. is true. Might might get to that part, but uh, yeah. So myself, I was born and raised on a military base, and have moved my entire life. I grew up wrestling, playing football. Yeah, but you moved your entire life because no one liked you enough to keep you around. Well, that wasn't on me <laughs> until I joined. Then, then that was the case. Uh, but yeah, my father was in. I spent most of my life, no, my entire life involved in the military. Uh, so when I'm not at work, I like to not talk about work. Or I try to, until we get a few drinks in me, and then that'll come out. But uh, I grew up playing sports, football, and wrestling. I knew once my senior year came around, I was not motivated 
I did not want to wrestle in college. I didn't. I, I started getting into that party lifestyle. Oh, I knew if I go, I'm going to be that uh, Van Wilder seven years and not get, be any closer to a bachelor degree, let alone a doctorate. So I decided to join the military. Uh, a big part of that was, well, you know, September 11th. That motivated me to join. Uh, you know, I make the joke about it now. Well, not now, but I joined in 2006-ish, 7-ish, somewhere around there. Uh, so I was like, man, I need to hurry up and join now. Uh, I want to deploy to Afghanistan. I thought it was going to be over quick. I think most uh, people did for a little while. Yeah, well, uh, that's nothing on this uh, topic that we might discuss today, but that's, uh, I thought, was a funny thing. Like, yeah, I need to hurry up and join. I need to join. It's going to end quick. And then 20 years later. But, uh, yeah, I've moved around quite a bit. My career, I've had a very lucky career, as uh, B will tell you. I used to tell myself I'm one of the unluckiest people in the career, or on my career. And yet it's worked out pretty damn well. And it took uh, I'd say so. 12 plus years to realize that, but it is what it is. As you get older and mature a little bit. You realize how good you have it. And honestly, compared to a lot of people that mutual friends of ours that uh, have not quite had the same growth in terms of jobs, not exactly bases, but jobs. We've both been really lucky. I enjoy it. I enjoy what I do very much. But I will get out of 20. Oh, yeah. That's the plan, right? Yeah. That's the plan. But you kind of of mentioned it, the whole 9-11 thing, and then rolling into uh, why you wanted to join and all that. I remember I was in seventh grade whenever 9-11 happened. And at the time, I couldn't really process it because I was a child. But that was not one of the reasons why I joined but it ended up, uh, obviously, I served multiple tours in uh, the GUI like yourself. And now we come to what's uh, happening in the current events. And it's kind of wild to think about how things were whenever I first went there, my first rotation in 2011, and then the last time I went in 2019, and the stark difference and how everything was just watching and just from a distance, like going over certain areas and then being able to see the, uh, just the change from 2011 to where there was virtually no, uh, overt presence of any of the, any of the terrorist networks to going back in 2019. And it was Taliban flags all over Hellman outside of, Kandahar City whenever we went and visited some friends and it's just crazy to think that in that eight year time span how much uh, how much different it was 
between the first one and the last one. Shit, I just realized that uh, our first trip to Afghanistan was the same time, same year. Uh, yeah, when you came, yeah, because you came towards the end of yep. mine, and then I went home, except for Iraq, has, stopped the first time. And uh, our last trip was at the same time together. That is also true. I actually just thought about that. Yeah. A little overlap. Uh, this one happened, that one happened in reverse, though, because in 11, I'd been there for, I think, like seven months when you when your trip came in, yeah. uh, ended and you guys came over and then so I was there first a little bit you came over you came over you came home a little bit after I did and then this last one you were there first and then you left after me perks of the job for the last <laughs> one <laughs> yeah it perks of the job for the last one but it's still it though it it's weird to think about that still one of my favorite trips going there i love going there yeah i mean afghanistan is a beautiful country uh aside from you know all the the turmoil they have in terms of cultural uh differences Differences. and all the difference yeah all different tribes and all their different uh ways of life and then the city center of kabul or even kandar city or or some of the other bigger cities and then when you go out to where the tribes are and how different, oh. and how different it is. You know, it's just it's a it's a pretty wild place. And it's, it's like you can go through New Mexico and Arizona and see like these old uh, pueblos being built up mm-hmm. from settlements built hundreds of years ago. And you're like, oh man, if you were uh, looking at it from a different angle, different picture, didn't have a subtitle, caption, whatever. They would look very similar. Yeah, whenever you go from, uh, like I was saying, the cities to like those very rural areas in Afghanistan. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, you know all these mud huts they build up with these enormous compounds with twelve foot walls that uh, encompass their entire yard essentially, um, and they're all solid mud. It's it's pretty it's pretty wild to see that and then go see the cities where it's industrialized and it's, yeah. it's like a normal And if you, guys, if you guys want, you can look at Snapchat and uh, click on the little geotag thing and scroll over to where Afghanistan is, scroll in on a uh, Kabul, Jalalabad, any of these major cities. And you can look at some of the other people's stories that they post on Snapchat. And you can see it's normal city life. It's very modern, very modern. But when a normal person outside of a, I would say a military background, there's there's not tourism going there. You think of mud huts. Yeah. You don't exactly think of the modern lifestyle, skyscrapers for a what I'd say a smaller Western town or village. Yeah, like an Amarillo or like a Waco, Texas, something like that. Yeah. Just, but and then the northern part of the country is just gorgeous. Mountains. The Hindu Dang. Kush going up into uh, Pakistan, and then they lead into uh, China, and then the Himalayas. Just beautiful. Absolutely but, beautiful. Obviously, the current situation is pretty wild, and that's one of the reasons why. Drake is a poor soldier, and then just. Reminiscing about it a little bit, 
for this first one. Uh, this is Spent, I don't know, just combined probably five years, six years of our lives there. So it's pretty interesting to watch what's happening. Right now, you know, even though we all saw it coming, coming the, the writing was on the wall, and I, I think it was inevitable. But yeah. yeah, that opinion can differ between certain people, you know. Uh, but I guess we have a different outlook on that kind of stuff and seeing other things unfold and saw how it was going on the last 20 years. Uh, but those, like we said earlier, those are our opinions, not anybody else's. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> But it's just um, interesting to see. Watching them do the the evac and then what's come out recently on social media with the airport and uh, them storming the airport, trying to get on airplanes out and then uh, people stopping their carrying service out there. Some of the airlines that are out there like Fly Dubai and some others and then some videos of people trying to get on the back of some C-17s. So, Dude, like when we were talking earlier, I was like, man, it kind of reminds me of – Saigon at the end of Vietnam, you're like, eh, maybe more Benghazi. And then I'm like, ah, that, you know what? They're both fitting. Yeah. Benghazi was a much smaller footprint, uh, a lot less people, uh, in a, what would you say, less modern city? It doesn't matter how modern it is. They weren't being surrounded by an entire country of uh, people trying to overtake it. But the same thing matters at the end. Civilians, contractors, people are trying to escape. And it's one way out. Yeah, there's one way out. So, um, this that airport, unless they can, uh, can drive out through all these uh, Taliban checkpoints, and I, I doubt that's going to be a thing. They just got to get out any way they can, those that can, so hopefully all those people can get out if they choose to get out. Um, That's yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read, you know, I'm a huge history buff. Uh, like going back to the Vietnam stuff. I listen to a bunch of podcasts about military history. And I didn't know that after Vietnam, uh, if you didn't get out, you were pretty much screwed. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so I was listening to a podcast about a guy that was working for the Americans. And uh, he had to essentially illegally leave the country because they knew he worked for the Americans in almost a internment camp, camp kind of thing. And I think about that with these people that are currently going through the situation that, you know, supported the Americans in any which way. Are the Taliban going to retaliate against that? Are they going to go looking for them? What are they going to do? If they they don't don't get out or haven't gotten out already. Yeah, they were saying, I mean, no one really knows what's going to happen, but... They've made assurances. They've been Taliban leadership. They're not going to do stuff to people that have fought them in the past and whatever else. You can't really believe them because 
they're already doing stuff in some of the other cities that's open source. It's not good. That um, are in some of the the press are alleging that some of their counterparts that they've worked with have been killed already and assassinated by the uh, the Taliban in other cities. But we'll find out more about that as time goes on and see if the there's to it or if or what's actually going on if they they're keeping the word they're going to be um trying to be a legitimate political party like, like some of the other countries trying to recognize or if they're just going to be their old self and just be a bunch of fucks and just do their thing <laughs> uh, so i will say that uh i wouldn't say all of them because leadership can say one thing mean something they can say hey us up here want it to be peaceful we want to negotiate the transfer of power uh but the lower level guys they might not see eye die with them and in a tribal region like that i mean we spent the last 20 years trying to get everybody on the same page clearly it's not it didn't work. It's not going to work. Oh. So Joe Blow might have an issue with his neighbor who supported the Americans where Joe Blow was a Taliban sympathizer or actual Taliban member. So he might go and, you know, kill him on his own. No, you're right. So And that's all. I mean, that's just human nature. A lot of people like to paint this... Um, I'd say paint a facade on human history, uh, but it's a human history is a, hu- it's a history of violence, and it's per- usually perpetrated by individuals. So that's a good point um, too. Well, we mentioned things. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, you're fine. No, no. Uh, we talked about uh, something the other night on text about the other aspect to this issue. I don't know if you want to get into that. I don't remember what it was. Oh, no. I mean, there's extremism and everything, man. Like, yeah. uh, that's what you're getting at. And so, uh, like, like I say, <laughs> there's extremists and <laughs> porn watching. <laughs> so, like, you can, there's people that are addicted to porn and they do it at an extreme level. It's obviously it doesn't get violent. I mean, I mean, they're violent to true. themselves, probably. <laughs> you know? I'm sure at some point it's, uh, you know, people are hey, masochists, too. Hey, there's no uh, fetish shaming here. There's no fetish shaming. If you like <laughs> Or to, kink shaming, that's the term. Is, is that the, is that the that's term? A, that's, that's the term. Well, no kink shame. No, I will never kink shame somebody because if you want to... I don't believe you, you for dick, one. I don't believe you because if I told you something, you would never let go of it. Well, that's different. different. I could kink shame you. You said nobody. I would never kink shame anyone. All right. Well, I lied. I would totally kink shame you. I uh, retract my previous statement. So the records state that. (laughs) Yeah, this is forever. So it is forever. uh, I would kink shame at least one person. It's open, obviously. Because there's, I mean, you got you got to be inclusive. I got to be able to add people. But you're my number one. Well, that's good. At least some number one on somebody's list for something. Yeah, if if anybody's into uh, bunions, 
I got a. I got a guy for you. Only got one. Mm-hmm. One's all you need these days. Well, I got the other one removed, so thank you. Yeah. This drink's pretty good, though. Uh, yeah, I haven't had horseshoe before. It's pretty good. So, so for those of you who don't know, uh, shortly after 9-11, there were ODA teams, Green Beret teams, if you're unfamiliar with the military, I suppose. Greenberries rode in on horseback to uh, link up with Mujahideen soldiers and try to take the country back from the Taliban to, well, correction, the Taliban were in control of the area. Al-Qaeda was one of their underlings, right? Is that how you would say it? The Taliban allowed that to operate openly. Yeah, they, they allowed them to have the yeah, country as a safe haven. Yeah, that's a better way. Because they allowed, yeah, they allowed to have safe harbor down there at Tarnak Farms, uh, right next to the airport, Kandar, Kandar City. So Kandar International Airport, they turned into Kandar, Kandar Airfield. So his farm was right, uh, right off the corner of the, the base. It was called Tarnak Farms, but they allowed safe refuge. For him and all his fucks to go do their their, their hood rat shit and <laughs> and fuck stuff up, and so that's you know and who's it uh who's the sector or not sector but the uh, the Gates wrote the book on yep. it, um so but yeah but anyway well, I, I don't hang out yeah I don't want to affiliate those two groups together they are two completely different groups, but they had mutual ideals, I guess. So anyway, these uh, horse soldiers rode in on horseback and took over sects of the city, uh, slowly uh, liberating uh, districts. Well, some of the individuals that were the first ones in Afghanistan who rode these horseback into the country, because that was their only means of travel, uh, made this whiskey brand, and it's absolutely good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah, whenever I was leaving the house to come over here, I was, like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, you know what, we're probably going to bring up the whole Afghan thing, so I thought it would be fitting to, uh, as all this is going on, kind of pay homage to those guys that uh, kicked it all off before the war was actually a war, and they were there. Um, first guys there. So a little homage to them as it's all comes to a pretty dramatic ending, but I would say, yeah, I would say almost full circle. Uh, But yeah, I got this bottle as a gift to you for whatever reason. I forget what it was, but we said we would drink it together. And that was in a few months. That was a few months ago. So, Obviously, the bottle's cool, and I really don't want to spend money on one of these. I know it's not cheap, so I'm just going to fill it with brown water afterwards and put the cup, <laughs> the top back on. <laughs> I don't want to have to travel out to Kentucky again or Tejas or wherever and grab it. But... I forget where I got it. I did see it in Texas, though. Last yeah, I don't know where I got it, but it's all right, though. 
Um, but it's good stuff. And it's, uh, like we're saying, paying homage to those guys. And I bet you they don't, they're not really into kink shaming. So. They're probably not. Giant burly men riding small horses across Afghanistan. That was a very big point they made. So that the horses were very small. I mean, when you're hauling or normally hauling around a hundred and ten pound Afghan, you're, you're probably giant to them. That's also true. That's all. Hell, our they're dogs like, could do that. Oh yeah, oh, you could. Well, let's not get them all riled up so he's not clicking around no, in the background sleeping. here. He is. I think he's wishing his friend was here though. Probably. But yeah. He could definitely take one of those Afghans, and uh, he wouldn't make it very far because he's old as fuck now. Huh? <laughs> but in his day, he would have been able to take one of those uh, at least up a small hill. <laughs> Not very far up the hill, but up the hill. Not very far up the hill, but he could up the hill, especially with how big those uh, those dudes are out there. Yeah, they're not. They are not. I just hope this stuff works out, man. It'll all work out. Shit'll buff out, dude. Shit will buff out, but to what point? It always does. Hopefully, does. Bouncing. Well, I guess you can continue to say that Afghanistan is still the graveyard of empires. Yeah, I've seen that a couple, um, couple things. People saying that, and they have. I've seen a caricature, whereas. Um, who all went there? Like Alexander the Great. Uh, I think the Persians went through there. I'm thinking Persians. I think the Ottomans. Yeah. Of course, the Russians, us. <clears throat> but it's crazy I that didn't... over this. No one can tame Afghanistan. Not that it needs to be tamed. We didn't go there to try to tame it. Try to go there to root out, you know, certain individual people, and then it turned into something. That... It's kind of nation building. Yeah, it turned in, it was supposed to go there to kill a guy. Turned into <clears throat> nation building, and then turned because uh, we killed the dude. That I mean, in a different country, but we killed him, and then uh, it turned into nation building, which you know, Afghanistan's like me as a young boy. <laughs> Not one to listen. <laughs> no, can't tame me. I would say that's still. Very much a thing for your personality. I don't know. This uh, ring on my finger is pretty tame. Just, it's, just it's because like a you got wiped belt. up. Just because you got yeah. wiped up does not mean you are tamed. Yeah, I never. I, you know, to I certain like, what things, is that, aspects. That, yeah. What is that fucking movie, uh, the Robin Hood Men in Tights, where she has the chastity belt? <laughs> this goddamn ring is a chastity belt. <laughs> Well, that's a promise you made to your wife to be faithful her. to her so, for sickness and health. That's a good point. Maybe we should just take American women there and they would just tame Afghanistan <clears throat> by themselves. So I don't know if you knew this or not. During Vietnam, uh, one of the oh, psychological... This is going to be loud as fuck. They do it on Joe Rogan. It's okay. 
they don't do it like this because they're classy. Mm. So, during Vietnam, they would airdrop massive condoms, like Magnum condoms. And right on the condom package, they were extra small. So these guys with the Viet Cong or VC would pull it out and be like, holy shit, these are extra small condoms? All these American dudes got fucking hogs? Oh, boy. That's a real story. You can look it up. I'm not. It's real. Also, for the listeners, we do not. I cannot believe you. Hold on. I cannot believe you're mixing Sprite with this. Just a dab of Sprite. First off, bitch, I bought the bottle. It's my gift to you now. Oh, is it so I can keep it? No, you gifted it to me. I gifted it to this inaugural conversation. No, the deal was made that we would drink this bottle together. Yeah, I might have to recant. You can't do that. Keep pouring Sprite in that. You can't do that. Just a little dip. But yeah, that's a psychological point that like all these Americans got 12-inch dicks. Just like me. They're going to have no women. (laughs) We're going to have no women when they get done with us. Like uh, the scene off of Full Metal Jacket. Uh, oh, that click in the background is the... uh, dog. Big dog that we talked about earlier that could take an Afghan up a mountain. That is him. So, sorry, sorry for that. that. But he just started hanging out. He probably heard uh, me talking about over it. Over here, just being, being dumb. Anyway, it is crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, like we're, like we're saying, it's, just, it's pretty wild just to see the conclusion of all this. So, but. There's a lot of emotional people right now. People spend a lot of time over there. Yeah, I was um, thinking about that, and a lot of people that I saw saying stuff, I mean, a lot of people sacrificed varying levels, whether it be, you know, time or you know, time away from their family, you know, or they had an emotional sacrifice while they were there, while they were there or sacrifice body parts, eyesight, and ultimately some obviously sacrifice their, their, their lives. But I, what I've noticed is the people that I see making the most noise reference this thing are probably the people that did the least. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, know what you mean. When he brought it up. Irritating. I mean, I brought it up. I was like, oh, my God, this guy just keeps posting shit on Facebook. It's getting freaking annoying. I was getting fucking annoying. I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, oh. Do you see people in World War II going, oh, shit, the Germans got the country back? Yeah. Fuck. But yeah, that's something. It's like fuck? it's it's the, the the dudes that are like in the Taliban. They're they're Afghans. They are you know? Afghans. It's, it's it's not like we gave it up to some other civilization or some old other other country. No. So hey. it's not like someone else came in like the 
the Pakistan or the Uzbeks or the Tajikistani. I don't even know what the hell you call call someone from Tajikistan. What what the fuck do you call people from Tajikistan? I don't know. Hmm. I really don't. Whatever. But yeah, we like don't have the chance to look it up on yes on the Googles exactly. But it's not like those people came in and they took over the country after we exited. It was people, or it is people that are inside of the country right. that have swept through the country with, I mean, let's be real, like almost zero opposition from the troops that we've been training for 15 years. So, so I ran through them. I will say something. This will sound weird. But it's almost like if you are willing to accept this lifestyle and live in this kind of uh, environment and uh, they have ideals and they're not bending them for anybody, no one. Yeah. And that's kind of noble, but how they do it is incorrect. You shouldn't try to take a country like a dictatorship. Yeah, you shouldn't um, be taken by force. Which it's kind of also also fair. I'm just I'm just saying that. Hey, you guys know what's out there. First off, these guys do not not have internet <coughs> internet access. No, you're you're they, right, and, and they they know what's out there. They know there's. I don't want to say a better life, but they know there's more to living in a less modern world. And yeah, that's probably wish- like the only, like the only maybe um, glimmer of hope in this whole thing right now is the fact that we gave pretty at least one, arguably two generations of Afghans a different perspective on how they could run their country. Yes, exactly. So it might be one of those ground roots kind of thing. That's whenever all- Taliban takes over. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Never going to be a fucking fan. Sorry. But I'm like, hey, that's how you guys want to do it. By well, all clearly, means, there's do. there's a a majority, and it could be fifty one point. Zero 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 one percent of the population, in some sh- way, shape, or form, want to live this way. Otherwise, whenever they were <clears throat> pushing around, going through all these cities, you know, whether it be up in Erzgan or out in Harad or in Nanghar, you know, name your place. Uh, <clears throat> if they if they didn't want this to happen, then they would have put up a fight when they were coming through, but a hundred percent as well. Yeah. But in a lot of these instances, they just let them walk in. That's what pisses me off. Like that. I think that's the most irritating part to me is that we've spent, it's not even the money. It's not even the money. We're going to do that regardless. We're going to spend a lot of money. We're the U S military. Uh, we spend all this time, and they just fucking drop their guns and yep. walk away. 
in the sacrifice. The sacrifice that our men and women put on the line to try to make their lives better. And they just fucked it away. Because the last 15 years, the mission wasn't taking out people. It was trying to make sure people were great. They had a better lifestyle. And our men and women died. Our allies' men and women died. And in less than a month, it's all gone. Yeah, it was like not in a month. It was basically a week. So, but the transition started. That's more or less what I meant. Yeah, I mean, if you, I guess if you, if you call it, we'll say July fourth, when we officially said we, you know, left uh, Bagram, and we were out except for the embassy. Yeah. So if you say that, then yeah, it's been almost two months. Yeah. But in the last week, they've taken over what? I don't know what the percentage is, but all the major cities. It's literally all of them, but um, well, now it's all of them. Yeah, because it's all of them. today they went to they went to Kabul. We're told to kind of stand at the gate, and now they've gone inside. It's just irritating. Too many women, men and women, lost their lives trying to help those people out. And I'm sure they did. They did help out a lot of people. <clears throat> it's just sad to see. Because I wonder, are they going to take back all those girls, like schools, educate that education option for women? I'm sure they will. I mean, they said they were going to let them uh, do their kind of, kind of do their own thing in, in, in uh, Kabul. And let them live the way the they have been, or they want to. But I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think they're gonna mm-hmm. probably revert back. They'll probably be, maybe there might be a little bit in Kabul because it's their matrix, their capital. Yeah, because it's the capital. But what I see happening is the rural stuff will be how the city goes. Yeah, and it's just a shame to see all of it. Yeah. But we can't help everyone. We can't. Nope. Oh, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. It anyway, is what it is. Uh, I went and picked up some of those cereal boxes. I know I saw that. Don't think for a second I didn't see that your collection of cereal boxes looks just like my son's. All right, so first off, there's two for one on the Duck and Roos. That's the only reason I bought them. Those other three boxes still close. Doesn't matter. That's literally exactly <clears throat> that he eats. Yeah, we know that I eat like a five-year-old. I don't care. Yeah. They're so delicious. you guys, obviously, there's an echo in here. So the next one we'll do to in a room that's quieter. But he's got two fucking things: these Dunkaroo <laughs> cereal boxes, and then next to it, he's got. Uh, Cam Crunch, all berries, some fruity pebbles, then cinnamon toast crunch. <clears throat> Obviously, cinnamon toast crunch is um, family size, so 
<laughs> so a family's worth. And then and then this motherfucker has in the front a little small package of like granola so that he can pretend that he's healthy. Can't put that in my yogurt. Add that texture. Oh, I'm sure that's what it's for. So my roommate actually crushed the cinnamon toast crunch and he replaced the box. The other two boxes, the crunch berries and fruity pebbles, I got because my little brother was visiting. And he eats like a five year old too. Oh god. So Lando Lando eats cinnamon toast crunch? Well, he crushed them when I was gone. Hmm. He's like, oh, I ate the whole box. I buy you another one. I know he's good for it. And he did. All those boxes are closed, though. Not for long. No, I bought a gallon of milk and some oat milk, too, because I'm trying to watch my body. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) To give you a visual, he kind of looks like Ben Stiller's character at the end of Dodgeball. When he's just bringing his milkshake to the yard? No, more like Vince Vaughn and that. My milkshake brings up the boys to the yard. I also got some of those Pop-Tart bites. Again, got them, Got the idea for my son. Well, you made me watch them, so... Oh, but by the way, I'm, I didn't really tell you thanks. That Chris Stapleton concert was dope. Besides my was wife it? going on a fucking 45-minute walkabout... <laughs> I'm just disappearing. Uh, allegedly to go to the bathroom. Um, it was dope. He is good, man. He's fucking awesome live. No, I'm glad you guys liked it. Were those seats check? good though? Yeah, no, they were good. They weren't like under the overhang at the amphitheater. We went to, I don't know what the amphitheater's called, um, but I just don't remember. But um, but yeah, it was awesome concert. <clears throat> He had some little, I don't know what her name was, a uh, woman opened up for him. She was super good. She had a really nice, like, raspy voice. I think, I don't know, I'm into that kind of shit. And then he came on and crushed it. I don't How long did he play for? Uh, I think he got on at, um, like, 8.30 and just played through probably two hours, two and a half hours. Because you, you called me about 11. I was like, oh, shit, it's done? Well, you texted me, and you're like, oh, she can't do this. I was like, oh, what? She wants to come home? She wants to see the kids? She didn't trust me babysitting them? Oh, well, no, she was <laughs> But, no, she's went on her walkabout. But, um, no, he was super good. I don't think that he said a single thing. I think that he just got up there, played the first song, and then just played straight, played straight through. It was pretty cool. Uh, he, didn't he sing that song with Justin Timberlake at the Oscars or Emmys or whatever? What was it? Oh. Uh, shit. I'm trying to think of something. I'm not going to try to sing the chorus. I'm not going to do it. Oh, I think you should. No. I think you should. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Oh, no, I don't know what he's saying with him, but he's. Tennessee Whiskey. That's him, did right? It, it, yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's what I what, what the fuck do you mean is that him? I don't listen to country. I don't know. You got to listen to Chris Stapleton. <clears throat> I wear 80s band shirts almost every day. Come on. 
You think Alyssa yeah, yeah. Stapleton? Yeah, you're like every other 20-year-old girl in college right now. Yeah, but I actually listen to music. Yeah, next time I see uh But I do like have boobs thing. like that. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I will attest to that. I can't stand up after this. Uh, this is over because his, his, uh, his man breasts are looking so great for, uh, from across the room. But... Oh, man. I think this has gone pretty well. Minus, oh, yeah, I think it went. Minus the goddamn dog walking around. Yeah, we'll have to like go to different space next time and, and do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But he's just a good dog. Yeah, he's a good dog. He just nails that are long as fuck. And it's just the echo inside of this room. So we'll figure it out. The next one will be better. It will be. Now we're just going to have to figure out what to talk about next. Yeah, so the the plan moving forward in, in my mind is uh, do like one of these a week. So, you know, based off our schedule, our schedules, I think that's probably the most yeah. uh, ideal situation. Just uh, do one a week and then just bullshit about what's going on, sports, news, whatever. Have a good time. Yeah, like, let's talk about funny stuff for one episode. And next episode, we talk about something super serious. Yeah, if we want. Let's see what we the... Just... Yeah, the world's our oyster. We're going to talk shit. <laughs> the world is our oyster. We have come quite a long way from uh, where we both met up. Yeah. Life is completely different. Well, some parts of it. We still talk shit. We still drink a lot. Or moderately. Responsibly. Yeah, in moderation. Yeah, Base of course. Basically zero. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens when you get older. At this point, this is water. What I'm drinking now. <laughs> so. All right, I don't know if you want to call it or you keep talking. No, no, we can, uh, we can wrap it up. Um, again... Hope everything works out out across the world. We, we got some, um, obviously, some friends that are out there doing the Lord's work out there and making sure people are safe. So to pay homage to them, we'll just do one more little uh, raise the glass to our friends. And then we'll wrap this up. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Later, folks. <laughs>